Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. Today's reading is from the Gospel of Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus told his disciples, for it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of these slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I've made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance but from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. One of the things that we all have in common as humans is that we've all made mistakes. Sometimes they're big mistakes, sometimes little mistakes, sometimes anywhere in between. These days I found myself making little mistakes like 
forgetting to send out a Zoom link for a meeting or sending the wrong time, right? These things happen. I've been living by the wisdom that 80% of what I do is based on skillfulness and 20% is all grace. But these days of uncertainty during COVID and as the months go on, I think those numbers are a little flipped. It's more like 20% skillfulness and 80% grace. At least that's how I'm living. But I don't know about you, but sometimes I find though that I get so wrapped up in fear, afraid that I'm gonna make a mistake or afraid that I, I don't have the skills or the abilities or the gifts that, that I need when God calls or leads or guides me into something. But sometimes I decide not to do anything. I kind of sit on the sidelines and hope that somebody else will step up and do that. And when I do that, when I let fear control my life, what happens is I'm not fully living as that child of God I've been created to be. What happens when we let fear overtake us is we don't live as God's gifts, as God's blessings in the world. We don't participate in God's reign, which is in, around, and among us. And that's a trap that's really easy for us to fall into. I think that's actually the point of the parable that Jesus tells today in Matthew's gospel. It's a story of a man who's getting ready to go on a long journey. And so he calls several of his servants and he gives them some of his money to take care of while he's gone. To one servant, he gives five talents, to another two, and then another, he gives one. Now remember that a talent was equal to about an entire year's worth of wages. So this is no small sum. While the man is gone, the servant who has the five talents takes it and gains another five talents. The one who has two talents gains another two. Both of them do something. Right? They, they are participating, they're actively trying to do something with those talents that their master has given them. But the one who receives the one talent, they decide that they're going to dig a hole in the ground and bury the talent. So when the owner comes back, he takes an accounting of everything, right? And he, he praises the servants who had the five and the two talents because they did something. They tried something, they took action, and actually they were good stewards with what they had, so much so that they multiplied. But the one that buried his talent, he ends up being harshly rebuked. And the man tells him that he's gonna be thrown into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, why the harsh rebuke of this one that buried his talent? I think, as I understand this parable, that what Jesus is trying to help us see is what does it mean to live and participate in the reign of God? What does it mean to fully live as a child of God? And this man who buries his talent, what he does is he doesn't do anything. He doesn't take any action. It's almost like his response is a fear response. Maybe he was afraid he was gonna make a mistake. Maybe he looked at the, other, the others who had the five talents and the two talents and he said, I, I'm, I can't do that. I can't multiply. I don't have those gifts. So I'm just going to let them do it. And I'm just going to be safe. I'm going to make the safe choice, what he thought was safe, and bury it in the ground. But he actually didn't do anything. And so he says that he's going to be cast into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, this isn't a place we go to after we die, but rather it's what happens to us right here and right now. 
It's the natural consequence of what happens when we turn away and we don't embrace who it is that God has called and created us to be as God's kids. That's actually what sin is. Sin literally means to miss the mark, to miss the mark on our humanity, to miss the mark on fully living as that child of God we were created to be. You know, it's not a sin to fail. It's not a sin to make a mistake. I actually think that if the guy with the one talent had actually tried to at least do something, he wouldn't have been so harshly rebuked. It's better to try something and fail than to do nothing at all. Because to do nothing, that's a sin. Because it goes against everything. It goes against who it is that God has called and created us to be. You see, Jesus reminds us that as children of God, we are beautiful and wonderful and fabulous. And we haven't been created to do life to sit on the sidelines. We were created to fully participate in God's reign, to engage with that, to respond to God's gifts of grace and forgiveness. God has created us to be vessels and channels of God's life and love for our world. God has created us to help God transform this world, to be change agents to fully live into God's mission of oneness for our world. That's who we were called to created, called and created to be. And it's in that that we take action that God invites us to do something. And that to do something is to respond. It's to respond and to be present. But like I said at the beginning of the sermon, there's a lot of things that hold us back. We're afraid to make mistakes when we hear God's call and respond to that. We're afraid of that. Or, or we see other people and we say, oh my goodness, they have, they have more gifts than I do, right? They're more loving or more forgiving or more graceful or more whatever fill in the blank. So I'm just going to let them answer, right? And what happens is that we sit on the sidelines. We pass the buck to somebody else, hoping that they're going to pick it up and do it. But we're just like the man who, who buries his talent in the ground, and we think that by passing it off to someone else that we're doing something, but in reality, we're not doing anything. We're not living who it is that God needs us and God is counting on us to be in the world. And meanwhile, while we sit on the sidelines, our neighbors are still grieving. We still have children going to bed hungry each and every single night. We have coworkers that continue to feel hopeless we have people in our community who don't feel like they're worthy or good enough. These things continue and God's call keeps on reaching out to us. God needs us. God is counting on us. God is calling us to respond and do something to take action. So my sisters and brothers, I want you to hear this. Yes, you, the person behind that camera that I'm talking to right now, whether you're watching this on your phone or your TV or your computer, you are a unique and beautiful and wonderful and fabulous child of God. And God needs you. God is counting on you. God is calling you just the way you are to respond. Now, I know it's scary. I know God is calling us to take a risk. And I, I, know, I know there's some fear there, but we know that God promises to journey with us each and every single step of the way. Now, are we gonna make mistakes? Yep, probably. Are we gonna take a couple missteps? More than likely. Are we gonna say the wrong thing or maybe slightly embarrass ourselves every once in a while? 
Absolutely, sure. But remember what I said, it's better to do something and fail at it than to do nothing at all. And guess what? Taking a misstep, it's just a part of what it means to be human. I think about the times when I've made mistakes, whether they be big or small, they've changed everything for me. It's given me a new perspective on who I am as a child of God and how I live and move and breathe and have my being in the world. It's like I, I capture a greater depth of my being, but also in those moments, I more fully experience our God of love, who is also a God of grace, where God wraps God's arms around my shoulders and says, you know what, Laura, it's gonna be okay. I gotcha. And God picks me back up and continues to walk with me along the way. As children of God, God has called us to fully participate and to respond to the reign of God so that all people in our world may experience real life. And I think about Jesus, right? Jesus fully embraced, Jesus fully lived into his identity as a son of God. Jesus always responded. Jesus always acted. Whenever he saw a sister or brother in need, he reached out and he served them. If he saw someone who was hungry, he fed them. If he saw someone who was sick and countered them, he healed them. If he came across someone who felt outside of the community or excluded, he included them. Jesus loved all and he served all. And he took risk after risk after risk. And eventually it cost him his life being nailed to a cross and being laid in a tomb. But we know that that's not the end of the story. For in three days, God through the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead to show us that life and love win. And it's through the promise of the empty tomb that we find the strength and the courage to step out and do something, to take a risk for the sake of the kingdom of God, to be fully present, to allow ourselves to respond and trust that even if we do make a little mistake or falter, that God walks with us each and every single step of the way, bringing us to a place of new life as well as our world. So, children of God, now is not the time to be timid. Now is not the time to be passive. Now is not the time to sit on the sidelines and assume that somebody else is going to pick it up. No, God needs you. God needs me. God needs us. God is counting and calling on us together as a community of faith to respond. So how is God calling you to do something? How is God calling you to respond to God's gifts of grace and forgiveness in our world? The first thing I'm gonna invite you to be thinking about is first off, thank you to all of those who have already filled out your Forward in Faith uh, commitment cards and Generous Life commitment cards. Thank you for that. But if you haven't already done that, I'm gonna invite you today to take some time to be in prayerful discernment about how God is inviting you and calling you to respond, to fill out those cards as a way to use our financial resources, as a way to continue to fuel God's mission in and through abiding hope for the sake of the life of the world. So that's one thing I'm gonna invite you to do, a simple way that you can respond. Another thing I'm gonna invite you to think about today is who is it in your circle of influence that needs a word of hope, a word of love, a word of encouragement? Who is it? Pick up the phone today, give them a call. Let them know you're thinking about them. 
that you love them, that you're praying for them, or drop them a note in the mail. And the last thing I'm gonna invite you to think about is when you're out and about, please do so safely, but if you're out and about and you come across someone in need, respond to that. Now you might be thinking, oh my goodness, I don't have the gifts for this, I don't have for the skills for this, I, what if I mess up? I believe that life is all about just showing up and trusting that God will do the rest. So just show up in that moment. Show up in that moment and see how God is present. Because I believe that in those moments, God gives us what we need to be those good news of life and love for the world. So sisters and brothers, children of God, we are created to respond. We are created to do something. We are created to take action in our world so that we can continue to fully live into God's mission of oneness for all people and all creation. So may our hearts be open, may our eyes be open, may our ears be open. May we say yes, step up and trust and see the amazing things God is doing and will continue to do so that all people may, may experience and know this extravagant love of our God who refuses to let us go and who raises the dead back to new life. Amen. <laughs>